What's going on? From the Mata Bow. Welcome back to another thought-provoking, mind-numbing, um, what else can I say? Hell, I don't know. I'm just trying to make this shit seem dramatic. Anyway, what's up, people? <sighs> How's it going? How's the world? Living life? Loving it? It's a lot of crazy shit still going on. Damn, Texas then froze over and had an ice storm. And I didn't even know it snowed in Texas. I'm in Georgia. Am I wrong for not knowing it snows in Texas? I, I never knew Texas got snow. I mean, I'm saying every state can get, like, maybe a little frost or a little something. I didn't know Texas actually got snow snow. Like, like what they had, I didn't know that. That joint was news to me. I was like, Texas? How the hell is it, as high as it gets in Texas, can they get snow? Apparently, they get snow. So, I hope y'all people doing well. Y'all, they got y'all power back and stuff. I think they didn't restore power, but a lot of people had, like, property damage and all kind of stuff. I was like, good God, I'm like, as soon as you think something stopped and we didn't got away from craziness, you got other stuff happening. So, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, back at it again. Um, quick, quick question. Um, and maybe it's just me. Maybe because the whole COVID thing from last February, March area time frame to now, maybe I just haven't been aware. Um, what the hell the Girl Scout cookies at? Did I miss something? Now, normally I know in the office, people be like asking, do you want to buy cookies from their children? So that's usually where I'll get mine from there or I hit the Walmart and the little girls be outside hustling them. Did they not do that with the COVID? Like, were Girl Scout cookies actually out last year and this year? Because the only reason I'm asking, because I was out today and I went to this car wash and I actually saw somebody had some boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Not like they were selling them. They had like two or three boxes on the hood of a car. And it dawned on me that since last year, I have not been asked to buy no Girl Scout cookies, nor have I had any. Now, I don't need none. Let's, let's get that out of the way first. I'm trying to watch the sweets, but I still would like the option to to solicit the business. And it dawned on me that I hadn't been in contact with nobody to buy cookies from their children. And the little Walmart hustling Girl Scouts, they ain't been out there. So I kind of just forgot from last Girl Scout cookie season to this one. And I'm trying to figure out where the hell do you get the Girl Scout cookies from now? Because I I would rely on the Walmart hustle. See, I got to go to Walmart. I didn't always have people at the job asking me to buy cookies. Maybe some people in my personal life, they got daughters in there. But even that wasn't always an every year thing. So I would always rely on Walmart. I got to have me some Samoas. The purple ones. Everybody like all these other Samoas. If you ever want to surprise me with a, something that I like and you ain't got to question it and you got a Girl Scout selling you some cookies... Just give me a Samoa. And I know they had a little Coconut Dreams in this Kroger. It tastes the same, but it don't taste the same. It 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 tastes almost like the same cookie. It's just, I don't know, maybe because it comes in a little Keebler Elf package. I want the little purple box with the little Girl Scout um, story on it, whatever the hell it is. Maybe that's why it's better than me. I don't know. But 
I like the Girl Scout version. I think it's something different in there. But yeah, um, Girl Scouts of America. I know y'all ain't let COVID stop y'all. Y'all be out in the wilderness tying bows and hunting and camping and catching fish. I know damn well you ain't finna let uh, COVID slow down the cookie hustle. Because that's a hustle right there. Girl Scout cookies, boy. That's the, that's the new dope game right there. Girl Scout cookies? Can you imagine if they sold Girl Scout cookies year-round? I still don't understand why they don't sell Girl Scout cookies year-round. I, I really don't. I understand supply and demand. So I'm wondering, is this a business ploy of the Girl Scouts of America? They're like, hey, if we ration off them being only sold one time a year, we going to just crash the market with them. And people will just buy ridiculous amounts of them. True. But at the same time, if you offer them all year long, you will sell more volume, in my opinion, as a customer. Because I know some people... They buy a lot of Girl Scout cookies when they come around. But they buy enough to eat at that time. So you got to realize, some people talk about put them in the freezer. I've done that before. It was all right. But my thing is, you want your cookies fresh. If you sell them year-round, y'all be killing. Because people can buy them all year-round, obviously. I'm just saying, I think like a businessman, you got a hot product and you only offer it for like one or two months a year, yeah, you're going to do a lot in revenue because you're going to have people clamoring for them. But at the same time, if you sold them 12 months out of the year, you're going to do a lot more in my opinion because now people can buy them all year long. July come, I want some Samoas. Y'all just have a little store. However y'all want to do it. But I think y'all missing the mark on that. I'm just saying, I as a consumer, I think y'all should go, just, just try it one time. Just try it one year. Do it for 12 months, one time. Look at your revenue for the little season y'all sell it in, and then sell it for a whole calendar year. And you tell me what the revenue look like. I bet you, may, I bet y'all make a killing. I bet y'all make a killing. But I just I just wonder what a Girl Scout cookies was. I, I just realized I've been robbed last, well, this season and last season. With COVID, I didn't think about it for some reason. I guess it's a good thing because I don't need them. But I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, what the hell happened to Girl Scout cookies? I just see a box of them laying on somebody's car. I'm like, I ain't never get no damn Girl Scout cookies. Huh. But anyway, as you see, I had a very uneventful day. I'm up here talking about my theory of Girl Scout cookies. But as always, um, yeah, just living life. You know, work, social life, family, you know, just living it. Um, it reminds me of a story. Yes, it is story time. It reminds me of this story. And so, again, this goes back to my 20s probably mid mid 20s i say mid 20s so i'm on a dating app and i start conversing with different females so i talked with one 
not this is not the first one, but I'm saying this in the context of the story. So I talked to this one female. She was nice, you know, cool. We, we never like went out or nothing. It was more like we were online, um, chatting. It never went past online. It kind of it kind of fell off. So then I started talking to this other female who seemed like she was interested. Um, we exchanged numbers and um, we met one time. We met once. I think I think we like met once. And so it was cool. It was like, like lunch or something like that. I don't remember. And, you know, time passed. You know, we would chit-chat. It wasn't like every single day type thing. But time, you know, was moving by. So, out of the blue, the first female I'm telling you about that, it really didn't go anywhere. She, she messaged, no, some, she had my email address. No, no, she messaged me on the site and she says, hey, I'm planning, such and such is buying a house and she's doing a housewarming. I'm trying to surprise her she wants a dog, so I'm trying to like see if I can adopt one from the Humane Society for. I need your help though to like look to see which ones you think she might like. So, in my mind, so she knows I know her friend or we've been out or talked or whatever. Like I said, nothing happened with the first female. Nothing happened. We never exchanged numbers. Nothing physical. Nothing. So. The first female has obviously told her about me. I mean, the second female has told her about me. And, you know, she knows about it. So, I help her. She sends me some uh, ads for the dogs that are available. I say, hey, this one looks cool, whatever. So, she said, okay, cool. Um, you're going to come to the house right? And I'm like, okay. So, so I go to the house warming. This is the first time I meet the first female. And then, of course, the other girl is her house. So, Kind of weird. So, talk to your friend online. Never met her. And then, me and you have met and talked. Kind of weird. So, I think my birthday came around. And she asked me if I want to go bowling. The female, the second one. They're cool. So, she bought me this little gift set. It was like um, tea, different teas that you drink. It was really nice. You know, something simple. And... The other friend, the first one, she had started, like, you know, reaching out more, kind of, like, trying to establish a friendship, which was cool. I was cool with that. And we started, you know, chit-chatting and stuff like that. And so, <laughs> she had moved out of her house and she was buying a new house, but she was staying with, like, a cousin or something. The first one that we were just cool with. So, she was like... Yeah, I'm bored. Come over. Let's go for a walk. I just want to get out the house and just exercise. Cool. Go over there. We walk and talking. And she starts telling me a lot of stuff about the female I had been talking to. Like, not, we weren't dating or anything. We were just, we went out a couple times. She said, yeah, you know, she's really shy. And a lot of stuff she would come ask me about advice for in regards to you. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, like that gift she got you. I, I told her to get that. Like, she didn't know what to get you for a gift. She was so stressed out about it so like yeah a lot of stuff that she's been doing i've coached her through it and i was like hmm i wouldn't have known that so 
just walking, we're talking, and we stop, and she kisses me. Not a peck on the cheek, like on the lips, like slob bumping gums. And I was like, whoa, what you doing? She said, what do you mean? I was like, what about your girl? She says, she's not here. I said, what? She's, I said, y'all, but y'all, y'all, that's your, that's your girl. So we're not close like that. So I, I have been caught off guard because <laughs> she kisses me and I'm referencing back to her girl. She like, uh, she ain't here. And she don't own you. It was almost that like, hey, I'm here and she ain't. So all is fair, love and war type. And I was like, and that just blew my mind because I had never had it like that happen before. I guess I, I, I assumed their friendship was maybe deeper than that. Now, granted, anybody who's watching this, I ain't talking about you. I have not talked to either one of these females in years. So anybody who's watching this or I dated that you might be watching this in the last, what's this, I'm 43. Uh, in the last 17, 18 years, I ain't talking about you. That's, that's about right time. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, it's just, it just, it. that was my first experience of seeing how how some females can just like, I see something I want. If it ain't yours, I'll take it type thing. Oh, because it felt weird. The girl was real sweet. The girl, her friend, she was really sweet. You could tell she was kind of shy. Not like to a point she wouldn't talk, but she was not as aggressive as her friend, apparently. Because I had never kissed her, but Shawty just took it upon herself to to claim her, her um what she wanted. And I was like, Blew my mind. So I was just like, huh. Interesting. Because I didn't know. I didn't know what I was supposed to do after the fact. Like if Shawty called me, am I supposed to tell her about her girl that like, how close are y'all? Okay. Needs to say nothing ever transpired anymore with either one of them past that. That was just weird as hell, though. I mean, I thought this was going to be a girl. We not that close. Damn. That's, that's borderline low down right there. You done helped throw the girl a housewarming party. You done got her dog for the housewarming as a gift. You, you done coached up on how to kind of I don't know if I'm, I don't want I want to say date me, but gave her pointers about when we would go out, and you just you you bust a slide with a dude she liked. Hey, it's a dog eat dog world, apparently. So that story has always been interesting to me because that was my first time in that situation of, damn, I thought that was your girl. Shawty said. We ain't that close. Damn. But nevertheless. Um 
Had anybody ever had that happen to them? I'm sure some people watching this have had some interesting situations like that. Um, and I just wonder, is it is it geared toward one, one, one sex than the other? Like, are women more likely to do that than men? Or men? I don't know, because I just... I guess I just assumed they were close like that and that wouldn't be something that would happen. How shocked I was. But hey, like I told y'all before, when I, the last, not the last episode, my boy P, the, the episode before that when I was telling you about the girl who came out, she, she came to the house with the cake for the other girl who I was there to see and she had on uh, sweatshirt and some jeans and then by the time we went to the living room, I mean the dining room, to get to do the half birthday thing, shot is standing here in a sweatshirt and nothing else that I could verify. All I saw was sweatshirt and thighs. I mean, in the top of the thighs. I'm like, this how y'all walk around when y'all have comp male company up in here? I thought that was a no no. But I, I mean, some females just. That's, that's some funny shit when you see that. Especially if the other female have a problem with it. That's what blew me about the first story I told y'all about that. I'm like, I know this girl see her roommate have naked around here. Now, I know it's her house, but still, the respect value of you got company over here, shouldn't she have her legs covered up? Hey, nevertheless. Um... Ladies, um, y'all got to do better with, like, the cat and mouse game. Seriously. You got to do better with the cat and mouse game. Because I, I think a lot of times now, and this could just be my perspective. Right? It could just be, I mean, I'm going by my experiences. But when you have a guy pursuing you, you want to kind of be more, you want to remember like, yeah, you know, make him work, but also like allow yourself to be caught while you're being pursued. See, unless you just don't like to do, if you just like let him pursue, 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 and you don't let him catch you, but you like him, how's he supposed to, you see what I'm saying? So if he's pursuing, remember you got to, be receptive to the pursuit. He just can't pursue and you're not giving him nothing to work with. Like he can pursue all he wants, but only you can actually allow him to have that time. You know what I'm saying? I, and I think, I don't know why, but I think a lot of times that's what a communication is different for men and women. Um, if, if I'm making an effort, then as a woman, you have to also return the energy if that's what you want if it's not what you want then you know you should have a conversation with somebody but other than that you got to remember like you can't have him running full speed without a water break you see what i'm saying so you gotta like at some point give a little something like hey let's go out okay cool but if he's just constantly doing that and you're not doing the it it could probably go nowhere i remember last year sometime i don't even remember when this was but it was up in the summer, I guess. This female, 
she started having a conversation with her. And first conversation was pretty cool. Um, then after that, it was like, I text, she would text back. I will call, she may answer, she may not. She might call back, she might not. I would text, she would respond. Calls was still kind of whatever, whatever. So I noticed a pattern of, I'm the only one making an effort here. The only thing she was doing was the responsiveness. Like there was no text to me just to say, hey, how are you doing? It was always a, I'm fine, how are you text? Like, hey, I'm responding to yours. I'm like, so if I wouldn't have sent you a text, would you have reached out at some point? Like if I just went several days, I thought I'd have been a consistent engager or kind of a start the process person. So if I go cold and dormant, do you even reach out to see if I'm dead or alive? And it was the, the phone calling part was horrible. That was even worse because I mentioned it once after I noticed the pattern. I said, I noticed, so I noticed me being the only one that's making an effort here. Meaning I said, I will initiate text and you will respond. Now you don't initiate but you do respond, so I will give you that. It would be nice sometimes you initiate, but I ain't tripping on that. What I do notice, though, more than anything is if I call you, you you almost never return the phone calls. And her response was, oh, well, no, no, no. She said, oh, well, I got to do better with that. And I was like, well, you know, when is it going to be something where you even attempt a phone call without me doing it? Oh, you have to work for that. You have to earn that right or the privilege. I'm like... I have to earn the, the privilege of you calling me unsolicited. I promise y'all I'm not bullshitting. That's what she said. I have to work for the privilege of getting a phone call unsolicited. And it seemed like maybe she might even say the text to be unsolicited. It would have to be I have to put in work. And I was like, and I, I paused before I responded. And I was like, well, what is, what does that mean work? She said, well, you have to, you know, be consistent. You talking about consistency? The only person in, in this whole thing consistent is me. You getting to just sit over there and just be responsive. All I'm asking for is, do you actually engage on your own? And your response to me is, I need to to I need to put more effort into my engage. Well, basically, I gotta work harder to get something as simple as a phone call or text on 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 her own, not not a response thing. I'm like, ain't that the bare minimum that you could do is actually call somebody something every, every now and then without me having to call you all the time? Or text me every I'm like, I got to work to get that? Needless to say, um, that didn't go nowhere real fast. Yeah. Um, I'm not chasing nobody. Unless you are giving me that 
responsiveness. Meaning, it's a cat and mouse game. I'm the cat chasing the mouse. You, you, you making me work for it. I get that part. I have to be the man. I have to pursue. I have to go after something. Right. Got that. I'm not saying that's wrong. But at some point, you pick up some of that responsibility too. This ain't just um, somebody chasing after my ass all the time and I never have to do nothing. Oh, no, 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 no. After a while, it should be a mutual thing. Like, you shouldn't be just waiting for me to reach out or for me to do something. You're equal participant in this as well. Uh, this 2021. Um, what the hell makes you think you can't sit there and initiate something? Or, or I'm just wondering, like, what, you going to just sit there and wait for me to do it all the time? Again, in the startup period, I get it. But after a while annoying somebody, you wait for me? To do everything? That might be a problem. I'm just saying because I don't want to always have to plan everything and suggest everything. Sometimes I would like you to bring me an idea. Yeah, let's go do that. Cool. What's up? What time? I don't want to be the one to always do that. Again, I don't mind doing the beginning, but after a while, damn, don't you want to like figure something out? Should I go just figure something out? But this all the time, me doing it, that shit getting old and tired. I'm just saying. Ladies, you got to start calling men sometimes. You got to get, you got to get it to chase that carrot. You got to give them that carrot to chase. Like, if ain't nothing to chase, like, like when they had a little rat, um, the little, uh, horse race stuff and the damn bunny bee, they had a little bunny running around thing. You got to get a dude a bunny to chase as the horse. Like, if you just be receptive and you ain't, like, giving no engagement to be chased, what is he supposed to do? Keep chasing a dead idea? Or a dead situation? I'm just saying. I'm speaking from examples of stuff I've been through because it, it baffles me sometimes. I'm like... I get the man is supposed to court the woman, but at what point does the woman actually have some equal involvement in doing certain stuff? I, I want to be like sought after millers. I mean, I'm a man. What, can, can I want some desire too? Can I want something like, oh, she interested. She called me. She texted me. The fuck? If I'm always texting and calling you and it don't ever change, that to me, that makes me think you ain't interested because... In my mind, this is how my mind thinks. If it's always me reaching out, me this, me that, you could care less if I just stop one day. Because you're not equipped or used to doing it because you're always waiting for me to do it. So when I stop one day, then you just go quiet too. I'm like, damn, we ain't had no conversation in four or five days and this chick ain't even checked to see if I'm breathing or dead or alive. That tells me right now kind of what my value is or where I rank in importance in your life because four or five days, you're supposed to be into me and we get to know each other, but you just drop off the face of the earth and you don't know what happened to me. That would kind of make me stand up like, hey, what the hell is going on? But that's just my opinion. What do I know? 
Um, it's a Law and Order SVU marathon on right now. I look now. I love Law and Order SVU, but I don't like the new the new episodes. When Elliot left that shit, I was done because Amaro, the little the little dude, the Hispanic dude that came replacing, I don't know. He's just boring. And Olivia got old. She became the captain, I think, because Captain Craigan retired. Munch was Munch was still there, and he he ain't there no more. I think he retired. Ice T is still there, and then they got uh, the blonde hair girl. We got the blonde hair girl, and they got the other little blonde dude. I don't even watch it no more because when Elliot was on that stabler, man, you didn't know from one minute to the next he might they pull his gun out and blow somebody head off. Elliot used to be crazy as hell. Like, you can look at his eyes and say, this motherfucker ain't wrapped too tight. Like, it was some episodes where he used to be, like, threatening um, suspects. And I'm like, I think he could have killed a dude. Like, it seemed like he was this close. To, like, he grabbed somebody up one time. Like, he had him jacked up against the window. And I thought he was about to start choking the dude. His dysfunction was what made it interesting. Because you didn't know if one minute to the next... If he was going to try to be a friend or halfway kill you. But when they got rid of Stabler or he left, stop watching. Now, he is coming back in a new um, format of it. It's called um, Organized Crime. So, I don't know if it's going to... If they going to merge it where they come in, he comes in as a, as a joint detective to join Olivia for a case and then they spin it his off into it by itself. I hope they do because um they were so good together. I don't see how you couldn't have that spin into a joint episode, what they call them, crossover episodes when you have two shows but they like two different units or whatever. I love they do that kind of crap. That's that's ingenious, but they need to spin that off SVU. Not spin it off, but have them work on a a case that involves organized crime and some kind of sex crime, that joke would be great. And then spin it into another series by himself. So I'm ready for that one. I'm also ready for coming to America to be released on Amazon prime. Um, they keep saying coming soon. I think they said March. Um, I will be planning whatever week that comes out around that damn movie. So, uh, please don't fuck up my dreams. I've been waiting for this movie for 30 years. Come to America is probably my favorite movie. So I really hope that the the previews look good. Let me say that. The previews do look good. Now, everybody look old as hell because you waited 30 years to do the uh, sequel. Uh, even even the uh, the wife, uh, Lisa. Lisa be fine as hell back then. Lisa, woo. Lisa, Lisa got some age on her now. Lisa got some age on her. She still look good. Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. She still look good, but she looks... She looks like she's older. And you can't stop that. I'm not saying you can. That's why I was like, well, damn, what is y'all waiting for with, with the damn uh, sequel? Because, you know, they was, they was supposed to be doing Friday sequel and John Witherspoon passed away. And I'm like, well, damn, now you got to do the sequel without Pops. So I'm glad they did it while all your main characters, I, for the most part, I think are still alive. But, um... Yeah, it looks funny. Like I don't, I all want it to be funny. It, it looks like it's funny. So, a lot of movies do sequels or reboots, and 
they they don't do them any justice. The thing about a sequel, when you have a really great first series of the movie, it's hard as hell to duplicate that for a sequel. It is very hard to take a movie that was freaking phenomenal and then do a part, do a second one. Movies like that, I, that I, some of the movies I like where they did a good job on it. One of the first ones I could think of is um, Bad Boys. First Bad Boys was funny as hell when I saw it. It was funny. They came out with two. I was like, and, and they did the same thing. They waited a while. They didn't just do it like in a year or two. They waited a little while. Bad Boys 2 became my favorite one. Then they finally came out with the Bad Boys for Life, which is the third version of it. Now, of the three, two is still my favorite because the comedy, the action in it, it's, to me, that was the best one with all the action. The car chases and they was flipping cars on the expressway and they was shooting up crap and the comedy was hilarious. So that's why two is my favorite. I like all three of them. But if I sat there and had to watch one, it would be Bad Boys 2. Another movie where the second one outdid the first one, The Hangover. The first one was funny as hell. You had Mike Tyson. You had, you had a lot of stuff going on in it. But the second one, when they went to um, Thailand, Bangkok, that mess was funny. Um, hilarious. One they missed on, I love the first version of Horrible Bosses. The first one, funny as hell. The second one, I was almost kind of mad I watched it. I was like, oh, y'all, man. And again, you had all the same sequel. I mean, you had all the same cast. But it just, sorry, my, my damn, I got my iPad on the damn thing. I'm shaking the table. The second one was just, they missed it. They missed the mark to me. So... Some of the movies where I feel like the first one, like Friday. So Friday's hard because the first one was such a freaking cult classic. Like it was instantaneously a cult classic. They come out with next Friday. That's where he go live with Day Day in the um in the uh, suburbs. It was funny. It was funny. Um, but then you got Friday after next, the Christmas one, it was funny as hell. You get an all-star cast. So it's kind of hard to, to pick one over the other because it was a bunch of like, they were all funny for different reasons. So, um, yeah, you gotta really, you gotta really kind of know what you're doing when you do sequels and stuff like that. Um, like I said, a lot of times the first one is going to always be better than the second one. When you actually nail it is when the later versions are better than the original. And you got to realize it's hard as hell. If you have a freaking like coming to America, people still reference that movie to this day. That movie is 30 something. Movie came out in 88. 30-something years now? That's freaking crazy. People still reference the movie and it's 30 years old. I think that's right. 30? It got to be like 30-something years old. 30, 25 or 30 years old. Somewhere around there. But people still reference that movie like it just came out not long ago. 
And that's where you really know you hit the mark. So that's why I'm saying I'm hoping the the reboot of it is just as funny. And knowing Eddie Murphy, knowing that was probably one of his biggest movies, like later in his movie career, or his biggest comedy movies, I think he I hope that he and the creative directors they took, you know, in consideration like, yo, we can't mess this up. We can't short slack this movie. So looking forward to that. Um, I did me like a little impromptu Siskel and Ebert type thing now. My bad, y'all. I know y'all didn't want to hear my damn uh, talk about movies and shit like that. My fault. Um, I thought shit was fun. But nevertheless, that's coming out. Can't wait to see that. Um, that's about it, though. Just got here to shoot the breeze with y'all for a minute. Drop a little content. Um, yeah. I will be back soon. I'm um, going to have some new guests. Um, got the whole Zoom format ready to go. So now I can get my, my guests on video now, which I'm really excited about. So we're going to have some new shows coming in with, you know, going to try and get all my boys on there again. We weren't able to get everybody on the last episode. Stuff came up. But, you know, thanks again to my homeboy P for um, coming on the show. He enjoyed it. He definitely said he's coming back. Got some um, other female guests that are going to be joining. We're going to do some some interesting topics about dating and finding matches and understanding what men want, what women want, talking about funny relationship stories, all that stuff that y'all love to hear about. We're going to be doing that. But yeah, once again, it's from the mind of Bo. Um, go follow the Instagram page from the mind of Bo. Um, of course, subscribe to my YouTube page, which you are watching now from the mind of Bo, share it, like it, comment, tell me what you think about the videos. Um, yeah, that's it from the mind of Bo. We out.